This audio is brought to you by Prisons Pens and Scribbles. Welcome to the PPS Club Podcast Edition, a monthly podcast that features authors and writers who share more than just their books. This podcast is tailor-made for those of you who are better listeners than readers. I am Tara Emanuel, and I'm your host. Yes, I'm Tara Emanuel, and I'm your host, and I welcome you to episode one of the PPS Club Podcast Edition. This episode is titled, I am never going to do this again. If you wonder why, just stay with me after the break and I'll tell you what that is about. So in today's episode, I decided to have one of my characters from uh, my first novel joining us and uh, I'm not going to give you a lot of backstory about him because uh, some of you have already met him. For those who have read um, Needling, which is posted on the PPS Club um, newsletter edition on Substack, this guy's name is Ronald. So what happens is he was the man talking in that story though we only mentioned his brother's name which is Romney. So these two brothers are part of my work in progress because it's still a work in progress even though the first draft is finished and the reason why I titled this um, the section I'm never going to do this again is because this section is about um, the excerpt that I'm going to share with you guys and um, it's a character interview a character interview with Ronald Preston the antagonist in the novel so um, for those who read um, the first draft of my of the first book it was posted on Wattpad um, and it was removed from the platform um, in the beginning of February um, because I had to rewrite um, that book to have a second draft and the second draft so far is looking um, I'm quite proud of it because it's looking much better than it could have ever been a lot of things have changed and I deleted um, more scenes and I definitely could have a bunch of um, other stories into that world plus and because I killed off a main character in the first book I decided to also make sure that this person was going to get um, some justice you know what I'm saying you know you can't just kill a main character like that I felt like Shonda Rhimes by killing this man even though he was an antagonist he still deserved some justice so by writing a bunch of short stories about him and by making sure that he has enough influence in how the lives of um of um yoshi and Ness are gonna go is um the reason why i am making this podcast about him today so him um his name is ronald 
for those who have read and needling which was um, published on my substack ronald ronald's name was not mentioned but um his brother's name rami was mentioned and rami is his big brother and Romney is a scientist. Romney is um, somebody who was always um, protecting family because family was only both of them, Ronald and Romney. So today we are meeting Ronald, you know, off stage, if I can put it that way. And um, Ronald is a lovely guy and the reason why he was an antagonist in the first book was like because originally he wanted to be a hero but things didn't go as planned and he got um, embarked into this corrupt um, world where it was initially a poem if that's the correct word it was a it was a pawn yes that's how you say it um, I'm trying to keep my French accent out of this um, audio for so um, I was saying that uh, Ronald found, found himself being the antagonist because he was a pawn and didn't know and when he, um, he found out it, it was quite um, like it was a little too late you know when he found out that it was just a pawn in a much bigger conspiracy that he couldn't stop from um from inside from the inside it had to be this way so that you know my hero the real hero of the story would shine would um thrive alongside her comrades now we are trying to go a little deeper into the life of these um character that I am struggling to let go of because yes um is is as like it's not the the hero of the story but it's got to be the hero of his own story so we're gonna give him that today so um uh after the show break we're going to welcome him and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself so thank you so much for your patience, thank you so much for listening and I'm going to see you all after the break. Ronald what have you done again? What did you do? What happened? Well, first, I don't know what she said with that pretty face over his but The rage got into me and I pulled the trigger right under her chest. I could tell by the priceless look on her face she could have never expected this. At least I wouldn't have expected this so good for the both of us and her past victims. I just killed somebody in cold blood and I never knew it wouldn't bother me much. Oh, come on. Yes, of course you did kill someone. But why? Did Romney have to kill to get out too? Well, 
this is my story, Arthur. I thought I was going to tell it in my own POV. Do you mind? Uh, okay, well, go ahead then. No pressure. Thanks. So, I hear what sounds like a group of guards inside the facility looking for me. I hurry and use the fire exit to get to the underground parking lot without being seen. I also hear footsteps coming up from the floor below. As I open the door, I hide back inside. The footsteps draw closer by the minute. It sounds like people are climbing while carrying a heavy load. Who would be dumb enough to not use the lift? Now they're taking up my time, I think. Come on, Rick. Hurry. You are taking too many breaks. We need to get this to the roof before anyone notices the shipment is missing from the warehouse. I hear one man shout as they get near my hiding place. Is the helicopter there yet? The second man asks. It's been waiting for us since five minutes ago now. Push harder. Stop being lazy, Rick. I'm pushing harder. You are the one not pulling hard enough. I feel bored with the conversation. The only interesting part being the chopper waiting on the roof. Without a car at my disposal, the best thing for me is to hijack that chopper. But how? I can't do this anymore, Rick. The first man complains. They seem to have gotten closer. Why didn't we just use the lift then? The Rick guy once again. Well, that's because the bar specifically said not to use it, Rick. There is too much traffic in the building since the breach, and this wasn't part of the plan. Mr. Preston doesn't want the firm to know he went behind their backs and started working for the enemy. What in the world? Are they saying my brother is working with the enemy? I remember Nora saying the exact opposite. Is it possible Romney double-crossed her while she was also going behind his back? I don't get enough time to feel confused as the steps are closing in. As soon as the two guys pass the door, I kick it open with as much strength as I could muster and hit one man, shoving him down the stairs unconscious. Using my gun, I smack the second guy who is much bigger than the first one on the head. The tall man throws his foot into my stomach and I fall on my back, rolling down the staircase before hitting the wall like a ball. I have never kissed the dust with a busted lip before. It's horrible. The giant man pulls me by my shirt and punches me between my left eye and my forehead. He throws another punch, then another one, and another one. My face feels like an alien body part attached to me when he uses his knee to punch me in the stomach as if he figured where to hit next. I put my hands forward and grab his thigh and pull it with all my strength, throwing him against the staircase. I pull him by the color of his uniform and start throwing blows left and right until his face is covered in blood. I turn him around 
his butt cheeks rubbing against the floor and I used my forearm to strangle him. Let me go, the man pleads. He attempts to touch my eyes with his bloody hands, but I tighten my grip around his neck. Let me go. Where is Romney Preston and what's in that box? I ask him. The man still tries to grab my face while his arms get tired soon enough for me to release his neck. Enter me now, I hold brutally. I only got orders from Nora to steal the box from the basement and send it with the helicopter, sir. I know nothing else. Useless bastard. You don't even know how to lie. I smack him with a gun and knock him out. There is only one thing I can do now. So I take his uniform from him and wear it. Thankfully, I'm big enough for his uniform to fit. I climb to the roof of the lab. I climb the stairs and open the door to the roof as it's dark, save for the lights of the landing track. I remember how I've been afraid of heights and couldn't possibly do this under normal circumstances. I approach the chopper slowly so the pilot wouldn't see me and I point the gun at him. I'm only going to ask you once, where is the chopper said to go? I ask. Please, don't shoot me, the man says. I'm supposed to pilot this to Silver Hills near the city center. I was following orders. Please, don't kill me. He speaks, confusion showing on his face probably because I'm dressed like the man he's supposed to be working with. I decide to question him further. So, who sent you here? The man hesitates before answering. Answer or I'll shoot you in the head. I threaten with rage. It's... It's the department marked on my uniform, the man says with a trembling voice. I was hoping it'd say my brother's name. Does it mean the Primaland Secret Service was working with Nora? I want to find out who is pulling the strings now that she's dead. Take me where you were headed. I order the guide and buckle up next to him. The man maneuvers and we lift high up in the sky in the darkest of nights. I feel like I'm going to vomit. I have been afraid of heights since I was a child. Unlike my brother, I was never meant to be a hero. I always left that part to him. Now I don't know who he is and who I am either. The end. Oh wow. Um, I don't know what to say. Is that what happened after you woke up from whatever Nora did to you in the other story back there? Yes. That's exactly what I recount before the clone apocalypse, you know. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, alright. Um, let's not spoil anything, Ronald. But um I want you to know I'm sorry you had to go through all that because um um those who read the book they know that's what happened well thanks Tara but we both know you make the rules not me <laughs> that's right 
Um, still sorry though. Well, this is goodbye for now then. Goodbye, Ron. Goodbye, Terra. Welcome to the PPS Club Podcast Edition. A monthly podcast that features authors and writers who share more than just their books. This podcast is tailor-made for those of you who are better listeners than readers. I am Tara Emanuel and I'm your host. I am an emerging writer of poetry, adult fiction, middle-grade fantasy. I am also the founder and main contributor at the PPS Club newsletter where I publish short stories, inspiration, book reviews and occasional essays about everything. The BPS Club is a community built for those who live under pressure and want to unwind. So friends, um, we are almost at the end of our episode and it's time for us to have our word of the month, which is the last section of this episode and the last section of the podcast in general. So now the word of the month is not a single word, it's rather an expression which um, is going to be derived from um, one of the languages that um, I speak fluently and um, it's going to be translated into the other languages um, uh, so that we can all learn and uh, learn to say something in one of those three languages. So in the beginning I said that I speak um, French, Lingala and um, English fluently all three but obviously there is one that i speak better than the other simply because one is easier than the other so uh this month april i'm not gonna be a fool so i decided to pick um the word of the month from the language that i speak with much less is compared to the other two and that language is Lingala. The word of the month is um, from Lingala and I find Lingala, fun fact, it is a very um, metaphorical language and you can have all these um, things that we say um, in our daily lives which are actually proverbs that we just say to each other like that we say one thing to mean a, to to mean something else but uh because that's something else has a deeper meaning and it's touching a deeper aspect of whatever we're trying to say with the words that we're using so it's a language that helps us uh say more by talking less while in french we are we have all these um formulas french is not such a direct language unfortunately i wish it was uh or um you know my brain wouldn't have been so jammed <laughs> you know i'm saying it loving the language but hating it at the same time because this language just acts like the other languages don't pay rent. Yeah, it's like, you know, you can't have French as a roommate if your name is English, you know. 
one of the two has to go but i decided to to train myself to to keep all of them at the same pedestal in my life so even though french is really acting like the evil landlord um i still manage so um yeah but if i had to put them classify them based on uh which one is easier you know from the easy one to the difficult i would say uh, number one is definitely um english and then number two is um french and number three is lingala based on understanding uh and lingala is uh far more difficult for me to understand because sometimes what we say in lingala is not what we mean and it's been that way since our forefathers and i don't think it's ever gonna change it's so metaphorical you can't get um your way around it like you just have to get used to it you just have to get used to the meanings so that whatever people say you just know you should um understand something else you don't have to take everything literally and uh english on that scale is um far more literal than um french and lingala so the easiest one um is english and then comes french and then comes lingala but in a in a in this context so without further ado the word of the month is salila tango i will say it again the word of the month of april is salila tango it's two words but it means a lot and uh in english because english is the number two in the in this list i will say salida tango means make good use of your time and uh that's on april in april i would love for the pps club um, listeners to make good use of their time because time is short and time is precious no pressure but we need to make good use of our time i myself need to make good use of my time for various reasons but the most important one personally for me is i haven't done that in a while and i want to do that now if not now when you know i have goals for this month writing goals and life goals that can only um work if i do the opposite of what i did last month last month i did not make good use of my time at all so this month i got to make good use of my time and i will update you on how that goes and so in french en français mes amis francophones pour nos apprenants et nos curieux et donc euh, notre mot pour le mois d'avril c'est 
ça de la tango en Ningala, qui veut dire en français faire bon usage de ton temps. Faites bon usage de votre temps, fais bon usage de ton temps. Dis-toi, je dois faire bon usage de mon temps. Pas parce qu'il te reste très peu de temps, sinon là tu te mets trop la pression, mais justement parce que le temps, on n'en a jamais assez. La vie est courte, le temps est court, le temps nous est toujours compté. Euh, nous sommes dans des temps difficiles et quoi de mieux que de ne pas perdre notre temps à des choses qui ne nous apporteront rien de bon. Et quoi de pire que de, de, de mal utiliser, mal user du temps qui pourrait servir à quelque chose de vraiment positif, à faire quelque chose de négatif. Alors, prenons-le comme euh, un wake-up call. Je vais rentrer en anglais. Take it as a wake-up call because, uh, yeah, we've been in all these conversations about what um the world is going to be now that we have covid and all that we have history to write still and most of the people are are looking at whatever is being written now to find some sort of uh, meaning and direction so if you are a writer i'd say make good use of this time of this season of your talent and your gift put it put it to good use you know don't waste time don't waste time doing anything that is not you know um building you as a writer and as a person just tell yourself that whatever you were hoping to achieve um in your lifetime you could do it now or at least you could start now you know whatever you were putting aside for later you can always start now because you don't know who might need that now you know whatever you're doing just do it as soon as you can if you know you can then do it if you can't then do something else but make good use of your time because the time that you have your neighbor needs it the time that i have my neighbor needs it because my neighbor needs me i also need me we all need this time to make something that will um something that will last okay now that we have um had that i i'm sure you have seen how it was two words in lingala and it was more than five words in english and french We speak less, but we say more in Lingala, and uh, it's crazy and it's beautiful at the same time. So, with that note, I will say, um, have a blessed month of April, y'all. May God help us make good use of our time, and uh, so that other people will, you know, see the fruits of how well we use our time in this month of april i love you guys i thank you guys for listening thank you for trusting me with your ears next week we're going back to the written word 
I'm going to send my newsletter out on Substack and in your inboxes on Friday. And until then, like I said, don't forget to spawn, show, and sway. Bye-bye. This was the PPS Club Podcast Edition with Tara Emanuel from Crystal Spence and Scribbles. 